Welcome to Mornings with Michelle. I'm Michelle Foster and delighted that you chose to join me on my podcast today. We are inspiring dreams and I am so gifted to have the amazing friends and relationships that I have join me on these podcasts because my ultimate goal is to open your minds to the possibility and inspire your dreams for your life to fulfill everything that you want to have an extraordinary life. So welcome again. My name is Michelle Foster and you are with us today at Mornings with Michelle. Well, listeners, today we have an exciting guest on the podcast. Suzanne Kimberly Gendron is just an amazing human being and her story is extraordinary. So let me give you a little bit about Suzanne and welcome, by the way, Suzanne. Thank you. I'm excited. Let me start with just giving you a little bit of background on this beautiful lady. So Suzanne believes in living your best life by living well, even if your life has been to hell and back. Suzanne has been there and she said no more and is living her best life and proof that living wellness is all about living your best life and living well and in abundance. So Suzanne, that is quite a mouthful. So let me start with you way back when. I love to take you back to when you were five years old. I love it. Okay. So you're five years old and I Mm -hmm. want you to tell me, what did you dream about when you were young? What did you want to be when you grew up? Go back there and explore with us now. Well, I wanted to be a Disney princess and live in a castle. (laughs) My friend Sean, who has known me since we were in fourth grade, says that all the time when um, I say that, you know, I want something to happen a certain way. He'll say, no, Disney Disney princess, it doesn't happen that way. Oh, my. So that's consistent. uh, (laughs) And what is interesting in, in... um exploring that is when I was in fourth grade and and I know you were saying like five but this was That's where fine. my head yep, yep. um I would take eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper and I would tape them together and I would build rooms of this big mansion that I would someday own and it was really that's what I wanted because unfortunately I didn't have a happy childhood and normal family life. So I used it, I think, as an escape more than anything. I was looking for someone to rescue me like Rapunzel and I escaped to that world. And I was determined to be independent and self-sufficient and bigger than life. Hence the rooms I was building. Wow. Wow. So you had a lot a very young level of self-worth. But let me ask you a question on something you just said. You said you didn't have a normal life. Did you know that then? Like what defined normal? What was normal that wasn't normal about your life? I had a mom who back then in the 80s, no one really knew what the 70s, 80s, but had severe depression that is now known as bipolar. People think bipolar just is an angry person and is really not. It's a person that doesn't have stability as far as uh, and control over their mental health. So there could be um, weeks 
um, when she wouldn't speak to us. Our needs were met. We weren't neglected in a way of, you know, like our basic necessities, but she would retreat to her bedroom and she wouldn't engage with us. And um, I'm, I'm not really quite sure how meals were prepared, but I remember when I was seven um, that it was summertime and she was in her bed for a week. I can remember um, we lived on a lake. I remember the boats on the lake and the, the bright, you know, where the sun was coming into our room and, she just was not able to take care of us. And unfortunately, she hasn't had one moment of joy or peace in her lifetime. And it's a very sad existence, but she's not willing to get out of her own way. And I'm the complete opposite of that. And I've lived my life the complete opposite of that. So how many siblings do you have? I have a younger brother who is one year, 363 days younger than me. So we're like twins, two years apart. And that's it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Just my brother, Bob. And did you take care of each other? Like, how did you? We did. And we did. We took care of each other. I mean, I had my dad was there too, but he um, he worked overnights and really wasn't supportive. They didn't have a solid marriage as well. So, um, but I grew up with lots of family and, um, I have a very large family. My mom is one of seven girls and my dad's one of four boys. So, um, I had aunts and uncles who really didn't, weren't, they weren't aware as well of what was going on in our childhood, um, until very later in life. Like I was in my forties when they were like, so how come, and, you know, asking questions right. and it took me a long time to actually admit that I looked elsewhere. Um, and I fantasized about being in a quote unquote normal family in these beautiful homes, um, and what that existence was like. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. You got the gene that said proactive for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Well, and it's funny because what I also realized is then I went out, I found the husband um, and I got one of those homes. And you know what happened? There wasn't happiness in that home. It wasn't what I had envisioned in that five-year-old, seven-year-old, fourth grade mind. And then what? Mm -hmm. So much work I had to do. So much work. Mm. So tell me a little bit about how did you get supported by others? Like, how did you find that support that you needed in your young life and then in the marriage that wasn't as happy as it was supposed to be? I have always been very social. I can make friends at a grocery store, in the doctor's office. <laughs> my kids are always like, I have two boys ages 15 and um, 12. And they're like, mom, stop talking to people. <laughs> And it's mm -hmm. just, I really believe that God puts people in your path for a reason, whether you're helping them or they're helping you. Um, so I have always been social and I have made connections at my um, two best friends, my friend, Sean, that I mentioned from fourth grade. And then my friend, Jean Marie, who I met when I was six. And I've just had the loving support of people that I have collected along the way, I guess, mm -hmm. <laughs> if that's mm -hmm. what I um, I've just been very blessed to have friends and family around me that lift me up, fuel my soul. But 
people tell me it's because I of who I am, it's reflective back to me. And that's how mm. I get my support. Mm. Do you believe that? I really do. I really do. I have, um, I have a really big heart and I can give and give and give sometimes at my own expense. And I've learned those boundaries as well. So how are I'm, you at receiving? How are you at receiving? <laughs> well, you and I have a mutual friend who um, told me to snap out of it. Basically, it it's taken me a long time um, to find. Although I have this confidence about me now, that self-worth that I was worthy for people to take time out of their days and help me and support me and give to me. I didn't always have to be the giver. Um, and I did that a lot. I did that with my children. I did that with my marriage. And I was surprised when, not with my children, obviously, but when the marriage did not work out that I can't believe it. I gave my blood, sweat and tears for this. I'd never asked for much in return. I didn't go out and spend billions of dollars on hair, clothes and makeup. And how could he not love me? And it's amazing how, um, your self-worth really dictates how you can receive and you have 100%. to get, you have to get comfortable with that. Right. Right. Are you comfortable with it today? Now, as we speak, can I tell a little story? Please do love <laughs> stories. Suzanne. Love them. So um, I'm not, you know, I'm getting better at when someone says, oh, you look great today. And me saying, thank you, as opposed to, oh God, no, I don't like my hair or the makeup or whatever. But I've recently met um, a man and uh, we went on a little weekend. My cousin was getting married and we went down to North Carolina and we got up to watch the sunset one morning and he came out with this gorgeous Swarovski crystal tennis bracelet just because. And I cried because for the first time in my life, I felt worthy of receiving such extravagance. Because again, it's the work that I've done over the past several years that has taken me to this place. But if that had happened, even say a year ago, I would have been like, Oh, God, no, this is too expensive. What are you doing? I would have analyzed it to death. And now I'm just like, Oh, thank you. That was sparkly and beautiful. And oh, the most beautiful. amazing sunrise. Yeah. And it is sparkly. And I'm sure it's beautiful. Oh, it's very sparkly. <laughs> very nice. So tell me what are what is your biggest strength? We all have just one big one. What's your biggest strength? I believe that my biggest strength, and it's something that I didn't realize was my biggest strength again, until I really pursued this line of health, wellness is really having an impact on others with my words and my actions. I have recently started my own podcast, as you know, and I'm amazed, humbled, blown away. I don't even know all the adjectives to describe it when people are reaching out to me and telling me how my topics are impacting where they are right now. And if I think about back over my life with my boys saying to me, um, mom, you talk too much at the grocery store, the playground or whatever you're always, 
I realized that I've had this impact in this gift my whole entire life. And I've been so damaged from my childhood and my, and what I thought, well, who am I? Why am I the expert? All of a sudden I'm realizing that yes, my words have meaning. My experiences have meaning. God, I, I, that's my thing. I'm not trying to convert anybody, but for me, um, God, the universe, um, he has brought me to this moment to help others. And it is the most freeing, amazing, exciting. And I believe that that is my strength. And when my fourth grade teachers or my third grade teachers or any of my teachers were like, she's a social butterfly. And they said it as a negative thing. It really was the essence of my being. And it really was my gift. And I'm now using that gift for things that I are on the horizon. I'm so excited about. You know, how fortunate for you that um, whether you were negated, stopped, or um, boundaried by whether it was a parent, a relative, a teacher, uh, a neighborhood, that you were able to bust open that boundary. Because that is true freedom, right? Self-empowerment is true freedom. So that's that's great. So let's take it to today, now. And I want to talk about your BHOG, your big, hairy, audacious goal. BHOG, what is it? Or what are they? Well, my big, hairy, audacious goal, I love it, is to be, be my brand and be an influencer. I want to be as big as Kim Kardashian. I'm not really a Kardashian fan, but what the heck, I'll throw that number out there. Um, I have come from such a place of darkness over the last five years and just my life in general that um, I know that I was put here for something bigger. And so my goal is really, when you say Suzanne Kimberly out there, people are going to say, oh my God, I love her podcast. I love the fact that um, she is helping others and really have a brand that provides a seven figure income. And I can travel the world and show my boys that even in the darkest of places, you can find light and you can go on and succeed. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And I wish you all the best on that. There's no doubt in my mind that you'll get there, but I wish you the very best. Um, so how have you managed a failure? Give me an example of something that you considered a failure and how did you manage it? Oh, there's a lot of fit. So one Okay, so I look at failure as this. When you fail, it means you're living. It means you're experiencing and it means that for some reason you're supposed to go on a different journey. However, you mean after the ugly cry on my knees, you know, <laughs> because- You decide, not, you tell me, you tell our viewers, you tell our listeners. Well, I'm telling you that this is not- you know, I'm, I don't have like the, I didn't get up every day and think, oh goodness, there were ugly crying on the floor moments. So I just want to be real about that and clear that it wasn't always this way, but, um, I, for me, my marriage failing, if you ever told me that 
I, my marriage was going to fail. I was, you know, divorce was never in my vocabulary. Um, and I didn't choose it. And in fact, when he announced that he was done, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we have two children. We have <laughs> um, and then there was a lot of heartbreak. There was a lot of resentment. And then I had a very strong person in my life hold up a mirror for me and say, is this how you want to go on? Because this story sucks and you are so much better. And a lot of people wondered why we were even together in the first place, because we were like, everybody liked you and couldn't understand how you were with someone who was not as bright and vibrant and kind and caring <clears throat> and fun to be around. So we, so, but for me, it was like the scarlet letter because now my children lived in a broken home and now my, um, I'm no longer married and how am I going to, you know, recover after that? And it was very embarrassing, especially in the small town I lived in where there are a lot of two parent families. And finally, it was really with the, the you can never stop learning. You can never stop working on yourself. And it really was, I can let this define me or I can, and I can be broken and I will probably be miserable the rest of my life. But there was that little, I mean, when I tell you little nugget, it was less than a, a you know, a human cell that said to me, you know what? No, Suzanne, you're down. You're like Rocky, the, you know, the count is coming, but if you don't get off this mat, you are going to be so disappointed in yourself and you're going to miss out on so much that life has to offer. And they were so right. And I, and when I say they, I mean the voices in my head and right, no, I'm not right. crazy. Um, and I did, and it was, and some days you, I took one step forward and then some days I took 400 steps back, but I just kept fighting. And no matter where you are, anyone can do that, but they have to just say the light is coming. The light is coming. So let me ask you this, because there is potentially a listener hearing this story right now, holding on to every word you're saying. <laughs> Which blows my mind, but yes. <laughs> so what would your advice be to that person when you say, you know, you just keep going, but when you can't see that next step or when you can't identify that one cell amongst the other trillion like what what is your advice to that person I say take out a piece of paper take out a piece of paper and write down all of the bad things everything that you think my life is is the worst I can't be like Suzanne gender there's no way that woman is too happy she had too easy of a path Take out a piece of paper, write down every negative. Like my husband left me. I can't pay the electric bill. I didn't go to college. My car won't start, whatever it is. Then I want you to flip that paper over and I want you to write down. And I don't care if it is you opened your eyes this morning mm -hmm. and got out of bed. I want you to write, despite all of that, what, what are your accomplishments? And when you tell me you don't have any, 
Have you ever missed a meal? If you're listening to this podcast, I'm almost going to guarantee that in your lifespan, whether for me, 51 years or two years, you have not missed a meal. If you can hear this podcast, if you have the luxury and the blessing, that's an accomplishment. You have not missed a meal. If you have a job, whether or not you like your job right now and you get a paycheck, you've done that. Start there and then rewrite your story. Take both of those and rewrite. Vision where you want to go. If you don't know where you want to go, you're going to be stuck in this place. So then on a separate piece of paper, write your new story. Where are you going? What is getting you off the couch today? Are you going to just be able to pay the electric bill without worrying about it for 12 months? Write that down. Mm-hmm. Are you going to build a seven-figure business? Write that down. Are you going to just tuck your kids into bed every night? Write that down. What is your story? And you then- know, it's it's so true, Suzanne, because we live in a, you know, in a first world. And when you hear about real problems, I always think about, well, do you understand what a third world country is like living in? And yeah, I that is phenomenal advice. And it doesn't even have to be a third world country. I mean, we have people right here in the United States who are living this existence. Um, my cousin is a third grade teacher in um, the not nice section of Providence, Rhode Island. And her kids come in and tell her how they have pets that visit them at night pet rats in their house, in their home. That's how they live in this poverty stricken neighborhood. And they're refugees that have crossed to come over for a better life in the United States. Their parents don't speak a lot of English. And these kids are, and I'm like, I can't imagine my child going to sleep and there could possibly be a rat coming in their house. We have problems in this country. That's a whole nother segment that we could do, Michelle. But going back, circling back, and I, because I don't want to get too far off the topic is, even if it's that bad, one thing a day, even as one minute, one, and if you can find somewhere where you can meditate, I'm really bad at meditating. I will tell you that, but I will tell you, I do it in the shower really well, because for some reason, I, I shut everything down and I can hear what I want, where I want to go. Or isn't it? Yeah. Or I'll get a tune stuck in my head. And I'm like, why am I singing, you know, um, angels we have heard on high or whatever. So find some just to tune everything out to take that 60 seconds and say, you know what, I'm going to focus on making my future bright, and then take it from there. You are still going to have struggles. So I don't want you to think that, okay, tomorrow I'm going to get up. I'm going to be Pollyanna. I'm not going to have struggles. You are going to still have struggles with it. But every day build on that and you will find success. You know, that's a great point because I do believe that people think that there are people that have no struggle. And contrast is, you know, what the physical world. And if you are living in a Christian lifestyle, you realize that contrast is it's biblical. I mean, it's everything. So, you know, but I love the fact that you can, my word, reframe from this to that. Um, I love that. But I also appreciate and respect the fact that you're making it very clear 
there's no Pollyanna, there's no, so go back to that little girl that wanted the castle and got the castle and then the castle fell, mm -hmm. right? So your big BHOG is to be an influencer. So mm -hmm. where does the castle fit in your world now? I mean, your castle was a big part of your build and your fall. Where is that all part of your um, mindset now? I don't want a castle anymore. You know what I want? <laughs> I have a home in Connecticut and I um, want a second home in Carolina Beach, North Carolina. And I want to experience life. I don't want to, I had the big house and you know what I spent 90% of the time doing? Cleaning the big house. Mm. And I even had a cleaning person and I still had to clean because you know the boys were young then. Um, I don't want the big house. You know what the big house represents? All it is, it's a lot of work. And you don't fill those rooms. Those rooms are not filled with love and excitement and joy. I live in a, right now, I live in an 1100 square foot house with my boys because that was the one I moved into after the divorce that I was like, I'm comfortable at this level, mm -hmm. not having too much on my plate. And Last night with my son, I watched Rudolph. We put up the Christmas tree and ate some cookies. And he went to bed and he said, mom, that was so much fun. And I was like, mm -hmm. it was. And he said, when I am older and married and I come in and I have a wife, we're going to come every time Rudolph is on because Rudolph is only on once a year. And we're going to come over and we're going to help you decorate your Christmas tree and eat cookies with you. So I oh. don't need a castle. I don't need the the big the things that we think we need materialistically is not what we need I need more Rudolph moments I need to show my boys all the football stadiums in in the United States because that's their passion I need to see sunsets and sunrises those are my castles now that's beautiful that's really really beautiful and what a gift you know I often call that our report card when out of the mouth of babes something as spectacular as that commitment to you to see you every year when Rudolph is on that's a report card on your being a mommy right that's a special it's my moment it's my being a mom is amazing to me and I love it and I'm not one of those people who are like oh they came out and changed my life like I it took me a while to get to you know feeling <laughs> that way um because that's such a myth and a pressure that we put on moms but anyways um and it really I I don't just love my children I like my children mm -hmm. I like with them I like their integrity I like their sense of humor I like I mean don't get me wrong again just like you're not going to struggle there are days I'm yelling at the top of my hands like <laughs> come after yourself who spilt the soda and didn't pick it up so I'm not going to tell you that I'm, I'm again none of what I'm saying is please take this with I am not perfect I did not come this did not come easy but I take it one day at a time. And I thank the Lord every day for all of my blessings. I'm, I'm thankful for this opportunity right now. So when you were young, were you a thankful person or were you a person that felt entitled? Really think about that question because oh, I'm I going a, somewhere with this. I was a snob. <laughs> my mom used to call me a snob. I was, um, yeah, 
I was a snob. I was the captain of the cheerleaders. I thought, you know, I only wanted to talk to certain people and I was a snob. Yep. <laughs> and was that because you were, is that because you were living with an empty cup? Oh, that's an excellent question. I don't, I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't have an answer to that question. I would have to really ponder that. Um, possibly because I, because I wanted, I didn't want the lifestyle I was trying. I think I was trying to push my life out and I only wanted what I, I thought the ideal was. So possibly you're, you're, you're Dr. Michelle at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just hear this cup overflowing with love and time spent and you know, a beautiful story and, you know, a cookie, which is, you know, that to me is endearing in terms of the Christmas, the smell, the, the treat of it. So I'm, I'm hearing everything about the cup overflowing. And I hear from your youth that there was nothing in that cup. So that's why I asked that question. Yes. And even to the point where I chose the life that I chose based on, I wasn't going to repeat the existence that I had. And in fact, um, some, my brother criticizes me sometimes he's like, and you know, I should give it, I had two very loving parents. They just only had the availability to give what they could give based on their circumstances. So, you know, I want to uh, stop you right there for a second, because here's what I truly believe about being the child at mm -hmm. any age, being the child, you, your parents can't give you what they don't have. And everyone Correct. needs to hear that. And I, I know as a young woman that, you know, we expect them to be everything because they're our parents. And at some point we get it. And then at some point, they become the children. I mean, I'm old enough. My Both my parents are gone now. But I will tell you, at the end, um, I did everything right. Mm -hmm. Was it easy? Yes. Yeah, selfishly, it was super easy. Because when they were gone, I was free. Mm -hmm. Right. And exactly. So, you know, we, our parents can only give what they're capable of giving. And for you, Suzanne, as a parent, right, and someone that is learning, if I can use that word, to receive more, know that you can only be the best you can be as a parent. Like, you know, that castle could turn into that dream look of a parent or that dream look of the perfect person in a relationship. You know, I heard this once and I never forgot it because I can't stand the word perfect because I, I laugh. I'm like, what a waste of time. So mm -hmm. I believe perfect is as good as you can be right at this very moment. Correct. And what brings you joy? What brings you joy? I say that um, I look through uh, social media feeds and there are a couple on there that they have young children and they're trying so hard to make everything perfect and make it look, you know, the lunches are just so and the birthdays are just so and the house is just so. And I'm like, are you really happy doing all that? If it really brings you joy to do all of those, you know, over the top things, but does it really... Or are you well, just in your situation, the snotty cheerleader that wound up with the big house, right? Um, you get it. So uh, does it bring people joy? Only they can know. 
Correct. And I Correct. think that the definition of joy is in everyone else's. My favorite saying in life is you don't know what you don't know until you know. It's true. So if it's your true. joy meter can come up, you know, like it sounds like your joy meter has come up, your expectations. So this world that you're living in today with this influencer, with this podcast, tell us the name of your podcast so that people can go and listen to you. It is called When It All Goes to Well. It's a little play on my life that went all to hell. Oh, I love it. I love it. And is it on all the, all the, uh, the channels? Audible, Amazon, Apple, Spotify. Wonderful. Google. Yes. Wonderful. Good. Good. Well, congratulations on your podcast. I know I have listened to it and I absolutely love it. You articulate in a way that I think is very original and you really, you're a storyteller. And I think that the podcast allows that storyteller to really come alive in people's minds. So I really congratulate you on, on just a fabulous channel. I think it's perfect for you. I do too. And I, don't know why I didn't start it sooner. <laughs> See, well, then you know yeah. it's right. I'm already like, yep, it's it's so funny. My vibration is just so high right now because I'm just living in my authentic world and it's amazing. Good, good. Well, is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners before we say adieu? Um, I am thankful for you for two reasons. One, uh, Michelle and I know each other in another, I don't know how much you talk about our Let's other. Let's talk about how we met. Um, we met through the Isogenics. Our, we're both uh, brand ambassadors for Isogenics. Um, look at my skin. It doesn't look amazing. Uh, <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, but, um, I, you know, without you and your insight and your enthusiasm and and what you bring to the table as our team leader I don't know that I would be in the same situation that I'm in right now so thank you wow wow that thank you because I mean we met through if you've never heard of our friend Gina DeVee uh, who wrote the audacity to be a queen I mean she's she's off the charts and Suzanne and I met because she brought Suzanne into my organization. And so that's, that's huge. And I, I, I take that, I take that very deeply. So thank you for that. And I want to invite all of you again, your podcast name is when it all goes to well, love it. Love it, Suzanne. So Suzanne, people go to her podcast. It's extraordinary. It really, she, she's a storyteller and the story goes, I mean, I had no idea the story that she shares there's more to that story about her ex-husband it's it's pretty amazing so Suzanne thank you and blessings for you and your children through this holiday season good luck with the new bow and uh, I look forward to seeing you at your beach house in the Carolinas exactly <laughs> take care my friend bye-bye Well, that's a wrap for today. I want to thank you for your time. It's so precious. Our time and our time freedom is everything. So I want to thank you for joining us today at Mornings with Michelle. 
Uh, this is Michelle Foster, and I encourage you to come visit us on Instagram at Collagen Works, W-E-R-K-S, Collagen Works, because we are doing some fun things there with Instagram parties, with fun giveaways. We have, it's all about beauty and all about fun tips. So again, go ahead and go to your Instagram and become part of our community at Collagen Works because we have really fun Instagram parties. Looking forward to seeing you there and always feel free to comment on the podcast or if there's something that you would like us to talk about, please let me know your thoughts. That would be amazing. Have a super fantastic day, my friend. This is Michelle Foster from Mornings with Michelle, signing off.